It is Monday, August 16th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Jet Home Loans. And now, a guy whose contract says he only gets two series till September, J.P. Shadrick. Welcome in. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. We are Pete Frisco free today. It's a ratings bonanza on this Monday afternoon. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, and a busy show ahead. Preseason week one review. The Jaguars lost to the Cleveland Browns. Saturday night at TIAA Bank Field. We'll hear from senior writer John Ozier in studio in about 15 minutes to recap practice number 14 of training camp today. Some pants issues, it sounded like. NFL Films and ESPN producer and analyst Greg Cosell will join us at 5 o'clock and talk quarterback play, Trevor Lawrence, and a few other rookie debuts in preseason week one around the NFL. Social media questions are rolling in today without Pete here, and we'll go around the National Football League. Tony, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Who are you texting right now? What is going on? We're doing a radio show, Tony. Uh, what, what is going on? I'm, I'm texting our good friend Jeff Logman. Okay, well, that's... Is that's that not real, okay? That, no, it's uh, really not. Sorry. Sorry, I'll put it down. Well, welcome. Whoa, welcome hey. to radio. Here we are. Well, listen, with no Pete, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> I guess so. Yeah, no. Pete's uh, in Minnesota, by the way, covering the Vikings today. Oh, Vikings. What a poor excuse for first preseason game they, they had. CBS sent an entire television set table like we have here in studio. To and like a, what? An anchor and another guy and him, and they're doing from live from camp. They didn't do that here. I mean, what are we doing, Pete? Does anyone really want to see Pete on TV? No. I mean, I, I, I agree with you. Really? That's what's happening, though. Um, yeah. How are you feeling after Saturday night about um, the Jaguars squad in 2021, Tony? You know, not much different than I did before. I mean, it's the first preseason game. Uh, what, uh, I mean, typical overreaction. Oh. It would have happened the other way, too, if they come out and lit it up. Here we go. Book tickets in L.A. We're going to the Super Bowl. And now <laughs> they had a bad game, and it's like, oh, they're not going to win a football game this year. It's like, come on. It's somewhere in between. Um, the, know, the panic button here is that everybody has their hand on it at this time every single year anyway. Yeah, just ready to click it. I mean, the, part of that's because it's been a, this team has struggled for a yeah. long time outside of 2017. So – you you have a hard time of having being optimistic and you want to see results, but it's the first preseason game. You can't overreact. Um, was it good? No, it wasn't good. There overall. were some positive things. There were definitely though. positive things though. Yeah. It w- but was it where you wanted to be? I guarantee Urban was frustrated. Probably. <laughs> I mean, you, sounded you, like it a little bit. Even today, o- you have your first offense, first defense. You're playing against backups, and you're not being you're not being productive. Forget about the wins or losses of the <laughs> overall game. Right. I'm just looking at that first quarter, quarter and a half. You had your starters out there. You're not productive. Trevor that's Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence on his backside. Play one. Yeah, I mean that's frustrating. Yeah. Um, defensively, first drive, they go up and go right down the field, kick a field goal. Mm-hmm. Frustrating. Is it panic time? No, but. You know the first thing that came to mind after that game when I woke up Sunday morning? <laughs> you ever see Smokey and the Bandit, the original? <laughs> yeah. We have a long way to go and a short time to get there. <laughs> right. Clock's ticking. The snowman. You got that. Wasn't that the, wasn't that the snowman? Wasn't, so. it the, wasn't that the uh, – Pretty good. 
the uh, guy driving the uh, pick, uh, the big rig to go pick up the the illegal Coors Light. It was Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed right. up the, in Joe, Texarkana. Absolutely, it was <laughs> with the bandit, but Burt Reynolds, it's a while Sally ago. Fields. Yeah, great. One of the number. First of all, maybe one of the one of the great all time movies. I mean, there's. I mean, it's a great movie. Um, Jackie Gleason. Jackie Gleason. Sheriff. Oh yeah, it's good stuff. Hey, let's get to today. So yeah, but that's you what, digress. My whole point was long way to go, but a short time to get there because this team has a long way to go. We all knew that. They won one game last year, JP. You one. They're on a 15-game losing skid right now. Yeah, you don't fix it overnight. Yeah. And, and you know, are they going to be better against Houston than we saw yesterday? Absolutely. Absolutely. What you wanted, because you said there's – because so that's, like, overall. Were there positives? Yes. Plenty. Okay. Trevor Lawrence. Positive. You want to see. Can it translate? He's done on the practice field. He did in college. First preseason game. Positive. Yes, he can do it. He can make throws. Did he hold it a few times too long? Sure. He admitted that. Yeah, he, he knew it. Did he maybe not, not trust it right away? Sure. Did he make some big-time throws? Did he stand in the pocket? Uh-huh. Was he unaffected after getting drilled the first play of the game? Yes. Positives. All good things. Does he have a rocket of a right arm? Yes. Uh-huh. Do I, I, I would like to see, you know, no one else wants to see it, and it's probably not a good thing. It would be mm-hmm. fun to – on the zone read on fourth and one. I think he could have kept it. But maybe the staff told him not to. Yeah, don't be running don't with run. the football. I right. think, I mean, that'd be fun to see. But so that's a positive. Mm-hmm. You know, James Robinson looked good. Yeah. Two or three carries. Right. Positive. Yeah. The run defense. Run defense. Dominant. Devon Hamilton. Positive. Really good. Physical. Good player. Some positives thought, in the secondary, I thought too. Chase On had two good pass rushers yeah. against the backup See? tackle. I don't See? care. See, now the glass good is half full. Good positive stuff. Come on. That's Some what good we're talking contested about. balls out there. C.J. Henderson. Yes. Good to see him on the field. I know everyone's been down on C.J. because of off-the-field issues, whatever they are. But here's the thing. We're better with C.J. when he's healthy. He's on the field. He's a good player. He might be your overall most talented corner. I think good, good player. Um, Rayshon Jenkins, positive, flying so around, come energy, hit guys, some yeah. hit guys. Mm-hmm. Logan Cook, booming, the oh, weapon, the weapon, all positive. So there's there's positives out there. Let's hear from Urban Meyer. He spoke before practice today. Okay. You know, it is against his nature to hold things back in a football game. He wants starters out there a little longer. And this idea of having to hold back things in the preseason in terms of scheme, it's all new to Urban. So much I hear, you know, we can't show this, can't show this, can't show this, can't show you know, I don't want to get into it, but I, I want to go some tempo, and I'm used to some certain things. You'll see more of it as we get moving forward. Uh, yeah, I don't want, what you saw is not what we're going to be. And I, I get it, we're right out of the shoot, and, I think sometimes coaches, we can't we can't show this, we can't show that. And I'm like, why? Tell me, explain to me why. You know, so. Paranoia. Which I'm the worst at it, but not that. <laughs> Serban Meyer paranoia was the uh, the second question there, Tony. Why, Tony? Why? First of all, me and Herb, I'm aligned with you, head, co- head coach. Me and you feel the same way about this. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Coaches are paranoid for no reason. He's exactly why. I mean, right. I had that conversation with another NFL coach. He was saying, oh, you can't do that. And I asked, same thing, why? 
Oh, we don't want to show a thing. Really? You don't want to show anything? I already. I can tell you what you're going to do as a coach because I know what your history has been. Like, what are you hiding? There's no secrets. It's football. And maybe there's nuances here or there, but guess what? After week one, everyone's going to know. I'll say this. I mean, so the, the example- I'm, with, I'm with you. I'm with Urban there. I mean, I agree a thousand percent with Urban. The example that uh, I hit on earlier today on Jaguars.com in an article was Travis Etienne. He played 13 snaps, ran the ball once, and was targeted another time. That was it. And we've all always heard this offseason that Etienne's going to be a weapon. He's lining up here. He's doing this. He's in motion. He's the guy, an offensive weapon. They didn't show any of that. Because I guess they don't want the other teams to see what they might do with him, right? Okay, yeah. That's the you, other argument. You've told them that you're going to do it. Yeah. There's only so many places on the field he can line up. <laughs> They're going to run out in the wishbone and, and surprise everybody. At that said position. Let's yeah. say he's at the slot. There's only a handful of things he's going to do from the slot. I mean, so I'm not saying show everything. But you know what? At some point, this young team – they better practice what they want to you do on go Sunday. Rep it, right? That, and that's Urban's point too. Is that I mean, hey, I, I'd love to see the quarterback more. He said we need reps for him. He's a young quarterback. Good I, I agree with Urban. I think we've gone too far. You know who can veto all that though is Urban, and say he play can. the kid. He can. We'll see. I mean, he's been leaning on his coordinators and the NFL experienced uh, coaches to you know give him some advice on these matters. Well, I'm I'm of the more old school thought, like a Belichick, Andy Reid, Bruce Arians. I mean, you saw Hall of Fame quarterbacks or potentially Hall of Fame quarterbacks at the very minimum playing in the first preseason game. Tom Brady, you think he needs reps, JP? He I think, think you know what? You want to know why he's great? Because he thinks he does. Because he needs, he, he thinks he, he needs thinks it. he yeah. does. Yeah. He wants to get better. Patrick Mahomes, he's playing. Uh, Andy Reid said, "I want him rep so he's behind this new offensive line." Mm-hmm. You know, go down. The, I mean, Bill Belichick. We know what he's going to do. Those guys are playing. Mike Tomlin. Hey, guys, need reps. The, the, the game of football is a game of repetition. You go and forget football. What in? Let me ask you a question, JP. <laughs> okay, tell and Joe, chime in here. Joe's <laughs> producing since we have no uh, Pete Prisco. Yes. Can someone tell me one thing that you get better at in life without practicing? Mm. I can't off the top of my head. No, I can't either. Because in my experience, Joe's in my a no. Joe's history, a no. Joe's a no. My history, like if you want to get better at something, let me tell you one formula that doesn't work. Don't practice it. Hey, I want to get better at offensive line, but I'm not going to practice it. I want to get better at blocking. I need better technique and my pass sets for the wide rusher, but I'm not going to practice it. I'm going to go work on this. It'll, it'll show up on it'll Sunday. Just, I'm going to mental rep it. Mental <laughs> rep. No. You know what? I'm a quarterback. I've never played in the NFL before. I want to be the best ever, but I don't need a preseason. I don't need practice. I'll just do it when it counts. Yeah, when it counts is too late. That's – Guess yeah. what? You have to prepare so that when it does count, you can do it. And so this whole thing of resting guys and not playing guys and not showing stuff and not working on your base fundamental things, I don't buy it. You know what? If you don't want to show your trick creation and this thing. Yeah, you're not going to do the double, scheme, re- double reverse pass Or if you things, have a package right? for ETN that's going to be really dynamic and you want to catch Houston by surprise, don't show that. But you know what would be good? How many routes has ETN run in the NFL as a receiver? Uh, however and, many he did the other night. It was be, probably that, aren't that'd any. That'd be a net zero. Yeah. How many times has he caught the ball in the NFL? Zero. Net zero. 
How about we give him some reps? How about we give him a little couple things? So I'm with Urban there. I get the parano- coaches are the most paranoid group of people I've met. I mean, they are afraid that, like, some, that there's secret sauce out there. Like, somehow they are the inventor of the game of football. Say, like, everybody's route tree is kind of the same, I mean, right? It's you just- run a post, <laughs> right. you run a corner, you run a dig, you run a basic route, you run a slant, you run the hitch, you run a stop, you run a sit, you run a comeback, you run a hook. Okay. There's combinations of such that you can work off each other. Pretty similar. You can run, guess what, JP? You can run cover three. Oh. Or you can run cover two or cover four. You can run cover six. You can play straight man. You can go all blitzes. You can do, I mean, I'm not saying show everything, but you got to get work, especially when you're a young team. I would argue the benefit of getting reps outweighs any secret paranoia that you have as a coach that David Cauley and the Texans are going to get. Oh! <laughs> Did you see what he did? Now I figured out everything. Now, Eureka, we found it. I'll, I, and I'll end with this. I know we got to go to break. Yeah, we're gonna do one. Yeah, you go ahead. Um, my favorite. I remember when uh, I was. This is a long time ago in college. John Robinson, college hall of fame, uh, college hall of fame football. Coach, That's your guy. Won a national title. Mm-hmm. Took the Rams. Went to the NFL. Several uh, playoff runs. Mm-hmm. I think one AFC, uh, NFC title game. Good football coach. He used to tell us. He goes, guess what? I don't care. We're gonna get so good at what we do. I don't care if they know. We're going to, like, because we're going to be the best. We're going to get reps and reps. And, and his point was not we show everything, but we're going to rep it out. And I even think back to Pete Carroll when he was at SC and John Robinson had the same philosophy. You know, every practice was wide open at USC. Did not care who came. You could just, like, go watch. Come watch because we're just going to, we're going to do our stuff. Wow. This is who we are. Student body left. You know what's going to happen. You know what? We're gonna Here we it, go. We're going to give it to Reggie. And he's just, <laughs> he's we're going to block him, and he's going to run. <laughs> I mean, I mean now and I'm if not, you can stop it, good for you. Yeah, I, And I'm not saying going to that extent. I'm not saying every practice should be open for the NFL and they should mm-hmm. just let anyone come see. But there's somewhere in between that mentality and being scared to death and not working on stuff. There has to be some middle ground. And I think that – I think this next preseason game against the Saints, and I know we'll talk a little bit about that. I guess we're not having a Monday night show next week, are we? No, because it's Monday night football. Um, and so we'll hit on that a little bit because I think that is – I think that second preseason game is really important for this team. And I think they need significant reps. I think the starters need to play – I said it before. Into the, th- the third quarter. Into the third quarter. Wow. I think they need reps. Wow. I like it. Let's take our first time out on the program. We've got plenty ahead. We'll hear from Joe Cullen. He spoke – Earlier today, defensive coordinator. We'll hear from the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence, after the game. Josh Allen coming up in just a moment. It's John Ozier, senior writer, Jaguars.com. Then at 5 o'clock, Greg Cosell joining us to talk quarterback play. Season tickets, single game tickets, and group tickets. Be a part of the new era of Jaguars football and own it. Visit Jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. We're off and running. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. 
Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinder specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. When it comes to water, choose our team, the winning team. Choose CGC Water Treatment. CGC Water Treatment works, and it works for DG, too. Former Jags QB, David Garrard. If you're not filtering your water, you are the filter. Don't be the filter. Discover the kinetical difference. Call CGC Water Treatment at 844-CGC-JAGS or visit cgcwater.com. CGC Water Treatment are proud partners of the Jacksonville Jaguars and your local independent Connecticut dealers. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. Visit ViStarCU.org. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Healthcare coverage for less? Yes. Now, because of the new healthcare stimulus, you can get better benefits, more coverage, and pay less with a Florida Blue plan. Claim your savings today. Visit floridablue.com slash get covered now. Policies have limitations and exclusions. If you already had health insurance in 2021, speak with an agent to find out how changing plans could impact your deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. Florida Blue and Health Options Incorporated, DBA Florida Blue, HMO, are independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. You know what you expect at an airport hotel. A bed, a shuttle that's never on time, and if you're lucky, a day-old Danish on your way out the door. But at the Crown Plaza Jacksonville Airport, you get a renovated lobby, restaurant, and bar, and 10,000 square feet of luxurious space for memorable family and business events. So stop by, stay a while, and expect to be surprised. Crown Plaza Jacksonville Airport. Book online or call 1-877-2-CROWN. That's 1-877-227-6963. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Football. Uh, you know, it's the National Football League. The more you, you play in this league, the more stuff you're going to see. You know what I mean? As y'all probably know in your profession. Uh, so you just can't take anything for granted. Uh, luckily, Joe went to a team that needed him most. That's a blessing. Uh, that, but for a lot of other people, it's, it doesn't happen like that. So, uh, you know, hope Joe and his family transition as well. And I wish him nothing but the best. And uh, any other guy who's about to go through these first cuts, you know, I feel like, you know, we bust, I feel like everybody on this team, do training camp, bust their butt uh, to be on this team. But, you know, we can't have everybody on this team. So, but I think, you know, they keep working. Somebody's going to pick them up. 
That's Josh Allen after the game Saturday night. And welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli. We are Pete Prisco free. It is a ratings bonanza tonight on Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans. Plenty coming up. Greg Cosell at 5 o'clock. We've got uh, some offensive line talk we got to get to, Tony. That'll be in the second hour. John Ozier joins us now. Jaguars.com senior writer. Well, I once replaced Pete on the Jaguars beat at the TU. So it was better back it. then, and we're better now. <laughs> we're better off now. It is great to be here with my friend J.P. Shatterick and with Tony Vassell. Well, Tony's here, too. That's great. <laughs> Glad you're along for the ride, Tony. That's real nice. It's um, my show, J.P. Let's get this you know, we just heard from Urban Meyer earlier today, and we, we ran the bite a second ago about him trying to uh, wrap his mind around hiding things in the preseason and uh, yeah tony you you're all about showing a little bit more i think urban's in I, the same boat yeah, i'm i'm not like you have to show every like wrinkle that you have but you have to do enough especially when you're a young team to get you ready for the regular season like it, th- we're not talking about the buccaneers with tom brady that b- by the way spend countless hours in the offseason under his leadership of getting the timing and everything else and got a guy who's seen everything 50,000 times and a fairly veteran offensive line group and veteran receivers and talent you're not talking about that group you're talking about a group who is figuring out as they go with a rookie quarterback who's very talented but a lot of work to do and with a dynamic playmaker in ETN that you're talking about using in all these certain different ways you don't just show up on September, whatever the date is, 12th. in Houston, <laughs> and just say, oh, let's turn it on now. Now we got it. And uh, I, I just don't buy that. I think you have to show, you have to work on things. John, thanks for coming to the show. But that, You're welcome. What, it's <laughs> a, that was a question, John. I also think that uh, Urban kind of has the attitude of if guys can play and they're, and they're better than the opponent, that they're going to perform they're going to show they're better than the opponent even if maybe the opponent has seen one or two things they do on film. Agreed. Film gets around in the NFL by week 2 all you this is You know everything. Right. So uh I I agree with him. I don't think you show your trick plays. Maybe you don't go to your eighth option in the playbook, but to run the offense. Yes, and I also think Urban's talking about going up tempo. You better work uh, on that. You better work on that, and you can do that and work on that without going deep into your playbook. Just speed things up. When he's talking about that, he's talking more about getting to the line quickly, snapping the ball, go. He's not talking about giving away schemes or looks or specific plays. Well, because here's the thing. Here's the flip side of the anti-paranoid coach, because they're all paranoid, some more than others. You know what? Actually, the more you do in preseason, you know what you force the Texans to do? Prepare for everything. Pre- everything. Prepare for everything. Right. Yeah, give them more. So how about you start running hurry up? Now all of a part of the practice is doing hurry up. But you can be up-tempo and be vanilla. No doubt about right. it. Right. You know, um, if you put ETN in 50 different positions, now they're worried about, okay, we have to track this guy all over the place. If you, you know, show, and I'm not as for this because you don't want Trevor taking hits, but you show – Zone read stuff where the quarterback's keeping it and running a few times. Okay. Let's show the zone read stuff where he doesn't keep it. Well, we did that <laughs> the, the other night. We did that on fourth down and got stuffed. Fourth and one. Um, but you know what I'm saying? I mean, sure. So there's you. I can play this both ways. And I have this conversation with coaches, not just here, other places, going, God, come on. 
Everyone knows what you're going to do. There's a book on every coach. Like right. I, the con- Especially like, when you have NFL coordinators. Daryl Bevel. Bevel. Right. You want to know he's – go watch Detroit last year. Go watch the five years he is at Seattle. You want to know what Schottenheimer's going to do? Go watch the last couple years at Seattle. Go look at the Jets. I mean, these guys have a book on them of what they're going to do. You want to know what Joe Cullen's going to do? Go watch the Ravens. He's talked about it, by the way, all season. He has, yes. He's so been very transparent. Go turn on their tape. And that's what that's what that's the, what they're going to be. John, what did you make of the Joe Schobert trade to Pittsburgh? Uh, felt like a guy who was not going to have nearly the role here he did last year. Felt like Damian Wilson was going to start in base, and that Miles Jack was their best nickel backer. Uh, I know Urban kind of went away from this when he was asked on Saturday, but it just felt like it wasn't a scheme fit. And when the rest of the league knows you're trying to get rid of a guy, it's hard to get a lot of value. Okay, so. John, let me ask you a question because I, I have the philosophy that if you're going to get rid of a player, whether trade them or cut them, that the, you have somebody on their roster who, who you mm-hmm. can replace them with that's better, that you get better, especially on a trade, or you get some future compensation that makes you better. Yeah, they believe that the combination of Wilson and Quarterman will do that. That's their thinking. So your thoughts, where if you were looking at the linebacking core, and for my opinion, mm-hmm. I would have said Schobert was your third best linebacker, especially yeah. in nickel. But if he doesn't fit what you do. Okay, but nickel, he does fit. Right. Yeah. But and, are and you so, paying him all that money for one down? Well, like by third the way, down? It's not one down. It's 65% of your defense okay. is nickel. On top of that, you're paying his guaranteed money still. And by the way, you've got a six-rounder. That's it. And so – Long term, I get that he is not the thumper that you need at Mike Linebacker in this scheme. But the majority of football today is played in third down and sub personnel. And my question is if Joe Schobert is your third best linebacker and maybe your second best nickel linebacker, and maybe he's not, maybe right. they don't view him that, is did you get better and are you better off replacing him with? Whoever, I mean, who, who's going to play? Who's your number one nickel? Is it Damian Wilson? Or how about this? They could play a little dime and bring a safety down closer to play that but kind of thing. You're missing my point. I'm just saying. Is, maybe it, that's in like, mind. What did, I mean, I get the only thing I view you saved here is you cleaned up your cap a year earlier because you're going to take your major cap hit this year and spread right. it out. But you're still paying his guaranteed money. It's not like you have cap pressure next year anyways. Right. Well, my so understanding I, I, like, was that is, they, they didn't believe that he even fit their coverage scheme the way okay. that they wanted it to. So uh, I tend to agree with you. You're giving away who, a guy who has proven in the NFL and you're paying him guaranteed money. I didn't quite get it, but I think that's their approach. Yeah, I, and I'm all for it if, you find, if, you have, if you're trying to free up. And here's what I don't know. Maybe they love one of these younger guys that Joe Schobert, while better today, was going to take reps from them yeah, and open the door up to one of these younger guys. That's more, what I don't know. I know they upside. like Quarterman, yeah. but I don't know that he's better than Schobert in nickel situation. Yeah, I'm talking just so, nickel. First, yeah. like, listen, Joe Schobert does not fit this system in first and second down. He's not a thumper. You need a thumper if you're going to play 3-4 at middle linebacker. He's not physical enough. I agree with 
Trent or Urban or Joe Cole, whoever made the decision, I'm 100% on board there. From a coverage standpoint, I get that you want to move on and paying him that much money probably didn't make sense. But you've already it's a sunk cost. And you're going to pay a portion of his guaranteed money anyways. Right. And so unless he wasn't going to play as much in nickel as we thought, and which if he's not playing, that's the case. Okay. So then I guess the trade tells me that's the case. I don't yeah. know that that's the case. No. Yeah. And that and and so that's the one thing I just don't know. Maybe there is just guys on this roster that are younger that they want reps for. And if that's the case, and and if you're Trent and Urban, while it might not make sense in the immediate, you have a long-term view, I can buy that. I can buy it. John, we were on the practice field today, standing yes, we next to each other when Trevor Lawrence was in red zone seven-on-seven seven work, uh, carving up defenses again. And we've seen that a lot on the practice field. Uh, what did you make of his performance the other night? Saturday night, it was 15 plays. Right. Those big third down throws stand out. Um, pretty good start to things. There's still a lot of work to do for him, though. Well, the ability the other night to – recover and come from being behind and down in distance early and still getting a first down I thought was impressive and encouraging and I you guys have seen it every practice uh with a couple of exceptions there has been a play or a stretch of plays where you walked away sort of nodding and going okay that's what it is today it was in the red zone uh, right before that red zone drill he had a really nice uh, pass to Farrow Cooper in seven on seven I believe and then three or four consecutive plays in the red zone where he's got the zip on the ball and he's got the touch and he, he, he throws it in the right way to get it there, meaning he doesn't necessarily have to put a lot of air on it to get into the corner of the end zone. Uh, he can throw it with zip. He can throw it in, he's got a natural feel for how to throw the ball down there, and he's got the arm talent to do it. And, I, you know, Tony, you've seen it a little bit. I was around Peyton. Wait, and you work for the Colts? I did work for the Colts. How about that? And you saw Peyton. It, unbelievable uh, mental approach to the game. And he had the physical ability to do it. But he didn't have the physical ability, the arm, no. the natural arm of this guy. Uh, you know, time will tell if he can, if uh, Trevor has that mental capacity for the game. But I, I've never, uh, apologies to our boy Mark Brunell, I've never been around a quarterback that has this sort of physical tools. No, it's special. And he doesn't have to get to uh, Manning's mental capacity because I don't think anyone else is in the history right. of the game. <laughs> right. I mean, I mean, what makes Manning. But in that range, Rodgers, yeah, Brady, right. Manning. But even what makes Manning one of the greatest ever. He, number one, I think he was took it to a whole level first. Right. Of how he did it. And he was unbelievable. And, and Brady and Rodgers, you meant Breeze is another one. That, sure. But, I mean, just the knowledge of the game and the approach and what Manning did is a, a high bar. But you're right about Trevor Lawrence has a skill set that Manning never had. Right. And that's the athletic ability, number one. Just feet, run. Uh, no one's going to worry about <laughs> Peyton Manning running away right. from you. And two – There are throws he makes that are just different. He has, he has this he has a, he has a arm that will remind you of the Elways, the Rodgers, the Favs. Um, we think it's, he has the accuracy, too. we got to see that over probably a larger – I'll ask you because you were a big Elway fan. Arm the same as Elways? Because yeah, Elway's uh, arm was otherworldly. Yeah, it, cannon. I, it, yeah, that's hard because I was a kid when I watched it. So like he was your guy. I yeah, I remember when you were right. a kid oh, yeah, and I you know, see yeah. him, you're like, "There's no one who ever could." Right. Yeah, but the, he, Trevor, reminds me. I don't think he's as thick as Elway was. Well, John was big, big, right? but yeah. he, but he's, John was like the first like super athletic guy, right? Who played the position that way, 
and could throw and and could throw in an era where no one wanted you to leave the pocket. Right. Um, Trevor has that type of same athletic ability as as John Elway. I mean, different. You know, it's hard to compare. But the question, I think, the next thing I want to see, which I think we've seen in practice, is is he consistently accurate? Mm -hmm. Because what makes all those guys great, the Rodgers, the Brady's the Mannings, the Breeze, is they're deadly accurate. They right. can put the ball where it needs to be. And Trevor has sort of done it in well, spurts. Well, so you saw far. it on the throw to uh, Marvin Jones Jr. Right. When mm-hmm. he doesn't look open, really, but he throws it high in a place where he almost throws him open. Um, and that's a gift. That's I mean, a gift. I don't think that, he necessarily it, That's right. Even that. with the time he had, that is a, a no, difficult not, throw. You have to see it and you yeah, have to react. That's right. How long and you it's want to, once a practice. That's right, at least. Are like you going to say, because I, I want to bring up a topic that haven't practiced today. Are you going to say one more? Uh, uh, if you want me to, Bo. Yeah, I'll I'd say. like you to. Your name's on the wall, Austin. We're, we're, we'll hear more from John Osier when we uh, come back after this timeout. You can check out the official Jaguars Podcast Network. Free subscription on Apple, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Where are you, Tony? Spot- uh, Spotify. Spotify, that's yeah, right. Spotify. Um, this program archived right after the show. I Jaguars download it right away. All the time. You do? No. You listen on the way home? Yeah. I, that, I, 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 I critique you. I critique you. Yeah, those smartphones have apps, Tony. Do they really? They apps. You don't have to download it? <laughs> More coming up. We've got plenty ahead. Greg Cosell at 5 o'clock. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes. Homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30 plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single family homes or maintenance free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit dreamfindershomes.com. Everyone's so busy keeping up. Forget about the Joneses. We all on our telephones with the texts and the tweets and the beats. What he said, she said, can't even follow the thread. Down the hole, we all go. Me, I like keeping up too with my corona and my attitude. That's La Vida Masfina. Relax responsibly. Corona Extra Beer, imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. Committed to the team, committed to the mission. At Navy Mutual, we're committed to providing high quality life insurance to members of the military and their families. So our policies have no fine print and no military service restrictions. We don't work on commission. We're nonprofit, so we pass the savings along to our members. Because at Navy Mutual, our highest commitment is to you. Visit NavyMutual.org. Navy Mutual, ensuring those who serve.
Scrubbing soon to a location near you. You know and love the Scrubble Stars at the Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. Now get ready for four new locations scrubbing soon this year, featuring Kernan, San Jose, Racetrack Road, and Oakleaf. Give your car the glitz and glam it deserves at the best car wash in town with free car prep, vacuums, window cleaner, and more. You can also catch us at every Jags home game and cool down at the Scrubby's Misting Arch. Drive in to see us now and in the future at our Scrubbing Soon locations. Scrubbles, trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Summer is the perfect time to update your home. It's the best savings of the year going on right now at Renewal by Anderson of Florida. Get 25% off replacement windows and patio doors. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. Find out more at rbafla.com. Renewal by Anderson, the official replacement window and door partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offer expires August 31st. Restrictions apply. Minimum purchase of three windows or patio doors required. License number CGC1527613. Hold on. You want me to tell them about Twisted Tea, Hard Iced Tea in just 30 seconds? This is impossible. Hey, I'm Billy from Twisted Tea. How can I explain that first sip of cold, smooth, real brewed tea? So good! And the extra kick you get from just the right amount of alcohol? <laughs> the twist of lemon, the... Wait, what? We're almost out of time? Oh, sh**. Twisted Tea, Hard Iced Tea. Look for the bright yellow cans wherever you buy beer. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The effort, the plus two mentality we're talking about, just take a look at the tape. You know, the one thing, we made some mistakes, but we were physical, okay, and we had, you look at the tackle, seven, eight guys on the ball. Every time the a run went to the sideline, the, the one miles there, shoot the next one to the sideline. We had seven, eight black and teal jerseys there, and that was great. Some of the things I'd like to improve on, you know, obviously right before the half, winning that two-minute drill. We go in, we win that drill, we get the ball coming back, now we get out and score, we're winning the game right there. So those are some things. Tackling was pretty good. We had a couple missed tackles on one, one play where they had a swing route, the uh, corner missed it, not leverage, but for the most part, the physicality really liked and the effort. Joe Cullen, Jaguars defensive coordinator. You hear that voice, you know instantly who it is. Welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco is not here. He is in Minnesota covering the Vikings. Who cares where he is? No one cares where he is. I'm just alerting. Oh, John Osher's here, though. Yes. I think it's better. A rating spike. It is better. That's what it is. You know, he he touched on it there, Joe Cullen, the physicality of the Jaguars' defense on Saturday night. He presented that. Um, What about today's practice, John? They were out there in full pads today. Mm -hmm. It felt like there was a little urgency after we heard Urban talk this morning about some of those things we've discussed already, the tempo and things like that. Was it? I don't think they were. They weren't, you know, doing Oklahoma drills or anything like that. But those are almost against the law. They are, I think. But what'd you think of practice today and all that? It was more physical than your, you know, normal two days after a game. At the same time, they're still in camp mode until I guess uh, the end of this week. So it's not entirely unusual for them to be hitting. I don't want to overplay it, but uh, it was. At first, I wasn't sure because they had the installation period maybe seven periods in. And I was sort of used to some more live stuff in period six or seven, whatever it was. But as time went on, it felt like a training camp practice. Uh, w- was it a uh, punishment practice? I didn't get that feel, but they hit. I mean, which in 
It's, it's the in game this of, day and age. That's, it's the game of football. You're supposed to hit. Well, but in this day and age, you don't always get that much done. I mean, it, it's not like it was back in the 70s when you played. Yeah, 70s. Leather helmets. <laughs> um, well, first, I think Joe was right. I thought the defense was physical, um, especially against the run. And I think they're going to be better against the run. As far as today's practice, I, I wasn't out there. I had uh, another engagement. Um, but I did hear um, through Twitter and talking to people that the offensive line did gassers afterwards. Was there some, like, punishment? Did they do something wrong? Um, that I don't know. Was that – did they not – they were running. They ran after – but they were the only group, right? Uh, yes. And in, my, in my, in my uh, experience as an offensive lineman, anytime we had to run after practice, it was due to poor play, penalties – yeah. Maybe a fight that didn't, I started. Didn't Doug run the whole team in the past? Like at the end, the whole, that's yeah. What but that was do. that was the right. first training camp. That right. kind of like, and then we won, and then kind of went, went away. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was. Uh, but I mean, certainly running. Any other pra- any practice run. I've There's, ever seen, I've never seen one group run. One group run. I mean, now I've been in my history of playing football. I've been a part of the one group that's running. And the reason. <laughs> and the reason, right. yeah. There yeah. was usually we did something poorly. Um, I was just curious, no sense of why that happened? Uh, it was at the very tail end of practice, and Urban did not talk afterwards. Okay. And, and, and Joe Cullen talked, who wasn't And he doesn't coach the offensive line, right. so he so doesn't So there was know. really yeah. no uh, – there were assumptions made, yeah. but I, uh, I don't – Follow yeah. at AP Mark Long for the assumptions. He yeah, has the yeah. ball. I, I Mark, know, yeah. But. Well, I know there was something with pads or pants or some yeah. – it was like pants gate. Uh, it was not pants, pants gate. gate. It was pants gate. I don't think. <laughs> I didn't see any of that happen with my pants own two gate. eyes, so that's either, why we no, can't I comment yeah, on I it. I don't know either. I have no, right. But I just thought it was interesting. Well, and I only bring it up because <laughs> pants there was – Pantsgate. Pantsgate. It might be a thing. Uh, hashtag Pantsgate. Put that out there. Gate. I'm going to see my tw- – uh, uh, what's that, trend? I want a trend. Your trend. Um, <sighs> because I only bring it up because after the game – and again, if you follow Twitter, Sports Talk Radio, all the, everything reporting after the game, if you'd ask, tell me the the unit that most underperformed. Oh, everybody was all over the O line, killing the offensive line. Right. Yeah. Now, what was? You're the ex lineman. I thought in several cases Trevor clearly held the ball too much, which led to at least one of the first half sacks. And then going back and watching yesterday, I thought there were a lot more plays where that oh they played okay been disastrous but you're judging your disasters overall what do you think well as an offensive line unfortunately all anyone remembers is the bad place mm-hmm. that's all they remember and let you know so just get used to it it's part of life um you know aj can gave him an early sack after that i thought he played good i mean it was the first play of the game it's preseason stuff happens but i thought he was really physical and he had a great year last year I thought Linder was fine. Typical Linder. I think Barch has a ways to go still. I, I still think his feet are an issue. He gets the guys get on the edge a little bit. Is, is he better? Better, yes. And improving to the point where he can be the swing guy. Well, he won't be. Shatley will be. But yeah, Shatley. He's not. He can, he's not as good as Shatley at this point. Right. I, I would put Shatley in first. Um, but he's trending in the right direction. I mean, okay. you can see he's working. It's at a it. project. I mean, it was a no big doubt about it. Yeah. Um, I thought the right tackle was just okay at best. I think Juwan Taylor. Guys get on the edge. Too much. It's just too close, and and the, and the pockets get squeezed, and even the, you make the quarterback uncomfortable. Right. Um, I thought Cam was fine, but he was. I mean, don't forget these were the backups too. It's not like right. 
Miles Garrett was out there, or like there was a bunch of backups. Now you, you, you were blocking some guys that might not even be on the team, and so um, I thought Cam was fine. Nothing, but uh, you know. Now the story of camp has been Walker Little. Uh, Urban mentioned that AJP was out there that he thought he struggled a little bit with his hands. I thought his hands were terrible. And terrible, terrible. I thought they were awful. I think Walker. And by the way, I think and I've said it here. I think Walker Little will be a good player. I think he has the potential to be a great player. I think he will be a good player. I think we have to be careful of anointing guys after a couple of practices and all of a sudden the media around this place, you know, in this city. Guilty. I mean, start tweeting out that he's like the, you know, some brick wall that's just dominating people. And the practice I've seen, he's been good. And Urban's been effusive in his praise. And he's a young player who's getting better. And he hasn't played a lot of football. He's been out because of, you know, COVID yep, and injuries. Yep. Um, and everything I love about him, he has naturally. He's big. He's powerful. He's a naturally big person. He's not, like, trying to be big. He's just big. He's athletic, good feet. Um, he's powerful. I thought he ran blocked very well last night. I mean, two nights ago. I thought he's just physical. Mm-hmm. Pass blocking, his feet are good. I think he needs to work on his sets. He sets himself up. He makes it harder on himself than he needs to. When you have a three-step drop and you're dropping deep, go get the guy. Go be physical. Um, and I just think his hands were awful. I mean, he just – he's not – he doesn't – like, at times it looks like he doesn't know what to do with his hands. Okay. And they're just low and they're late and he just – and here's the great thing Ricky about Ricky Bobby or something? No, but the great thing about it is – and so I'm not trying to uh, – because I'm a believer. I think he has a potential – I think he has opportunity to be good. I th- if I'm a betting man, I would bet money. Walker Little is a starting left tackle for 10 years and is a good player. If I get the right odds, I'll bet money that he's a great player because he has that ability. And one of the things, even as bad as his hands were, like guys would just run into him and like wouldn't get there. Got you. Because he's just big and he's powerful yeah, right. and like and so, which is good. It didn't have to be perfect for him to block the guy. Now again, he might be blocking a guy who's an accountant in two weeks. Now hands are everything. I, I've talked to a lot of defensive linemen over the years who tell me on, on their side hands take time to develop the fundamentals you need same true on the offense i mean is this a long-term thing takes a long time to learn no i mean no i mean it'll get better it's not gonna be perfect this year but you know the okay. stuff i'm talking about just like get them up it was defensive line just get just, just technique just get up the, here not just down get the here. hands in the okay. way yeah. i mean just i mean in front of you and i actually so for offensive line play the most important thing is feet you i say all the time you block people with your feet if you're trying to block people with your hands or because you start reaching and leaning and everything else, it's all about body position and feet. So block people with your feet. He has those feet. I think he can clean some of it up. I think he can help himself out with some of his sets. All stuff that – If you don't have that, you'll never be great. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Just those are things you figure out. The hands is where you, you have to have heavy, strong hands is where you create your separation and create space and give yourself a chance to win. Um, and that's just, you know – He's not. He's got work to do, but that's okay. He's a rookie. He's a rookie. This, like me saying he had awful hands. It's not like I have the highest respect. Headlines. For him. Headlines. Baselli <laughs> crushes Walker Little. I, I have the highest respect for him. I could argue, he's your second best tackle right now. Hmm. There you go. Well said. Uh, we'll end with that. Uh, John, thanks for jumping on today with us. We appreciate no problem. it. He's man. on the wall. Well, the wall. <laughs> I've heard of him. Right. <laughs> uh, we'll look forward to your writing coming up this week on uh, Jaguars.com. All right, guys. I enjoyed it. Thank you. Johnny O.
Jaguars.com senior writer. An upgrade from Prisco, I must say. Oh, please. It's not. It's a low bar. Daily's play schedule starting to heat up for the fall. Lady A coming August 20th. Chris Tomlin, Carey, Joe Bethel music tour September 3rd. And plenty more ahead. Daily'sPlace.com for tickets. Plenty more ahead. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by Jet Home Loans on the Jaguars Digital Network. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has been a leader in direct mail for over a decade. Using the latest technology, Kessler Creative can now reach your ideal audience even more effectively. Choose between a collection of response channels from email and SMS texting to land pages designed to engage and initiate responses with potential customers. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. At ViStar, we believe in better. And what's better than saving up to $5,000 in closing costs when you buy or refinance a home? With a ViStar No Closing Costs Mortgage, you'll get a great rate, no hidden fees, and like the name says, no closing costs up to $5,000. If you believe saving money is better, join ViStar. Equal housing opportunity insured by NCUA. All loans subject to credit approval. Offer not available on VA and FHA mortgages. For more information, visit ViStarCU.org. So, it's happy hour. Let's talk whiskey options. Have you tried Citrus Distillers? Have you tried Citrus Distillers Limited Edition 2021 Barrel-Aged Jaguar Whiskey? Did you know it's only available for a limited time and manufactured in Jacksonville? Yes, Jacksonville. I said local whiskey. Try it on the rocks or in a Jack's Whiskey Sour. Citrus Distillers Jaguars Whiskey is available at local liquor stores, restaurants, and the Jaguar Stadium. Drink local, Jacksonville. Find recipes and events at jaguarswhiskey.com. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone, like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer, all named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America. Because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few. They're built for America. Ford SUVs. Drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on AutoSource Incorporated data obtained on 10-520. The station that the Jaguars listen to. 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I remember looking up in there, I was like, my gosh, we're in the middle of the second quarter, and we've had three drives, I think. You know, in college, you have three drives in the first quarter, or the fourth. 
for, you know, if you're really cooking. Um, so that's, I knew that, but it was, now that I did it, it's on you quick. It is indeed, Urban. That's uh, head coach Urban Meyer. Some of the adjustments he, uh, in his first NFL game this past Saturday night, the Jaguars fell to the Cleveland Browns. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Vaselli, no Pete Prisco this week. He should be back with us in a couple weeks. We're off next week because of, well, there's a Jaguars football game Monday night. The Jags and the Saints at the Caesars Superdome in New Orleans. 8 o'clock is the kickoff time Eastern. And uh, we'll go on the air at, uh, what, 5 o'clock. 5 o'clock is three hours before 8. Uh, that's the uh, Publix Tailgate Show at 5 o'clock next Monday ahead of the 8 o'clock kickoff of the Jags and the Saints that's coming up. That A lot of this, and Urban's been pretty transparent throughout this offseason about some of the things he doesn't know about the NFL and leaning on some of his assistants and the the flow of the game is part of that too, right? I mean, he just said it there. Some of these offenses in college these days are flying down the field. The clock stops you know, in certain situations in college. It does not in pro, and all of a sudden the game creeps away. If uh, you can't get off the field, you look up at the clock and the, and the quarter's over, you haven't had a ball. I mean, well, they gave up a 20-play drive. That's incredible, right? <laughs> 20 <laughs> plays. Yeah, I mean, I don't care where you are. If it's 20 plays, you're going to be out there for a while. Yeah. Now, there'll be adjustments, but. Like two minutes. I almost wonder. Challenges. I almost wonder sometimes, JP. Is not that he, I know he's learning, but is it also Urban trying to communicate, hey, we're all in this together, we're, you know, learning together, even though, like, I get the sense, and I don't know this, <laughs> that Urban's like, listen, I know this stuff. <laughs> like, it's football. <laughs> it's football. I've, I've, I've coached come, a few games. I've, I've, you know, I've won a few natties. I mean, <laughs> everywhere I go wins. I mean, I know what I'm doing, guys. But, you know, if he comes across that, it's a no win for him. If he comes across, it's like, yeah, I'm learning. Like, this is new. This is different. And it is, but I don't think it's that big a deal. Like, I don't think, like, Urban's sweating it at night going, oh, wow, this challenge situation. I need, Okay, oof. I got this red flag. What do I do? <laughs> Where do I keep this thing? I don't know. Do I have my sock? When do like, I call do I do? timeout? Is there two minutes? Is Clock's it, running and it doesn't stop. Is the field, is it? The hash marks. Oh, my gosh. Because <laughs> it's not like he's a. Remember, he's not a he's never been a coordinator on either side of the ball. He's just a leader. He's just a head coach. He's a CEO. So it's not like, like if you were maybe an offensive coordinator who's never been at the NFL game and always been college, then the hash marks might be a bigger deal, <laughs> right? The mechanics of calling plays in over the headset would be different. But he's he's not doing any of that. He has guys who've already done it before. So it it is a learning experience, and I and I do appreciate Urban's like willingness to have some transparency of saying, "Hey, this is like I'm figuring this out a little bit." But I just get the sense because he's so smart. I mean, the dude's smart. Not like he hasn't thought about all yeah, those I mean, things before he took the job, the anyway. Dude, by the, the dude way, is so, I mean, the guy's impressive. And I uh, wait a minute, the hash marks are different. That wasn't in the brochure. Oh, what in the world, throw the red flag. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I don't know, maybe. But yeah, the guy won eighty five percent of his games. The dude wins as a college Let's hope coach. It translates here. That would be a pretty. Would, that that would, might be. Would winning eighty five percent of the games be pretty good? In I NFL? think that might be an all time record. Yeah, I think that'd be good. I mean, I'd have to go look it up, but I guess well, over a hundred games. <laughs> if you were eighty five and fifteen, yes, it would be a, a record. So I think it would be just fine. But uh, yeah, it's you know, <clears throat> I was interested in uh, hearing him after the game. You know. 
um, <clears throat> how he's going to react to a, a situation like that. Because he said going into the game, he understands the the result of the score. Okay, you want to win, but there's you want to win plays and win one-on-one matchups and every rep and, and all that didn't things. happen either that's the problem it wasn't all that no we you didn't win on the scoreboard and then if you step back and i always say players and coaches know like i knew when i went into a preseason game let's say i was just gonna play a quarter i know if we were successful or not i don't care if we lost by 20 points at the end of the game mm-hmm. i knew that as a first unit offense that we either won the day or lost the day like you could just feel you, it. You, you knew score might indicate it, but even if it was like three nothing, and we had two series. But you were just like they weren't stopping us today. I mean, we were we were. I mean, we were gonna roll. So, um, yeah, we'll talk more about that coming up. I want to, you know, kind of what did, did they accomplish what they needed to in week one? Plenty ahead. The second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour is coming up, including a visit with Greg Cosell of NFL Films and ESPN's NFL Matchup. We'll get into the quarterback play, not only here in Jacksonville, but around the NFL in preseason week one. Your social questions coming up as well. Plenty more ahead in the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinders specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. The Land Rover Defender story began with the simple thought of creating an exceptionally capable off-road vehicle, becoming the go-anywhere, do-anything, all-terrain machine. Today, there's a new Land Rover Defender, the toughest and most advanced Land Rover vehicle ever. From the beginning, Land Rover knew the new Defender was capable of great things. Motor Trend's 2021 SUV of the year is just the latest example. Test drive the new Land Rover Defender today at Land Rover Jacksonville on Atlantic Boulevard or go to LandRoverJacksonville.com. Land Rover, above and beyond. Hold on. You want me to tell them about Twisted Tea, Hard Iced Tea in just 30 seconds? This is impossible. Hey, I'm Billy from Twisted Tea. How can I explain that first sip of cold, smooth, real brewed tea? So good. And the extra kick you get from just the right amount of alcohol? (laughs) The twist of lemon, the... Wait, what? We're almost out of time? Oh, shit. Twisted Tea, Hard Iced Tea. Look for the bright yellow cans wherever you buy beer. Twisted Tea Brewing Company, Cincinnati, Ohio. Please drink responsibly. Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern Pit barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Any repeated physical activity puts stress on the body. Checking your phone, getting in the car, sitting at your desk, checking the phone, getting in your car, sitting at your desk, checking your phone for the 50th time today. If you do anything with regularity, you should get massaged with regularity. Massage Envy. Keep your body working. 
Regular body work makes the body work with massage, skin care, and stretch. Come in today for more information or visit MassageEnvy.com for more details. At ViStar, we believe in better. And that means treating people better with friendly, personal service that's kept our members happy since 1952. A smile and personal greeting when you enter the branch, an online or phone chat for those quick questions, and a call center that's open every day. If you believe that great service is better, join ViStar. Visit ViStarCU.org. All loans subject to approval, insured by NCUA. Dempsey and Fat Tony, Jaguars Today, all Jaguars, all NFL, all the time. 10 to noon weekdays on 1010XL. We were starting to kind of settle in there a little bit. I thought the guys that came in later in the game did great. Um, Cleveland did a good job, big zone team. They matched us pretty well. Uh, but no, I mean, I feel like first time out there, I felt comfortable, felt poised. Obviously, the first play is not kind of what you want for the first play, but after that, I thought I thought we did a good job. We communicated well up front. They did a really good job with protection. Uh, at least one of those sacks was on me for sure, just holding the ball too long. So that's something I'll work on, and just maneuvering in the pocket is something I've always, you know, always got to work on. So other than that, I missed missed an easy one um, to Marvin, a little quick out that I wish I would have hit. But other than that, I felt I felt good out there. I thought we were seeing it all on the same page, and there's always, obviously things to clean up, but I thought it was a pretty good day. Trevor Lawrence after Saturday night's preseason opener, his debut in the preseason of his rookie campaign. Welcome in. It's the second hour of Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco is out this week. He'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. Yes, Tony, you're raising Let your hand. Let me tell you what. Trevor Lawrence, smart man. Smart man. You want to win over your offensive line? Take the – Put the sack on it you. It was on me. I it held the ball too me. long. I held it too long. They mm. did a great job. Kudos to you. Those guys were perfect. Mr. Lawrence. Love that. That is going to get you brownie points <laughs> in the offensive line. That and get a good gift at Christmas, you'll be set. All that. Plenty you ahead. Buy some dinner every once in a while. <laughs> Plenty ahead on Jaguars Happy Hour, including your social questions coming up. Let's go uh, to our good friend Greg Cosell. He is with NFL Films, senior producer, NFL matchup on ESPN, the executive producer and analyst there. And, uh, Greg, thanks for coming on with us today on Jaguars Happy Hour. Good to see you and talk to you. And, you know, we're going to go through some quarterbacks around the league, but Jacksonville folks finally got a chance to see the long blonde locks of Trevor Lawrence wearing teal, which is always fun. <laughs> Well, you know what, guys? It's great to be with you. And I'm going to start off by asking Tony a question. So, Tony, yeah, when up? coaches coach, do they coach for guys to be just okay or average or to do it the right way all the time? Well, I mean, Greg, you know this as well as I do. The good coaches <laughs> are demand the best. And, Correct. And I agree with you. We were talking off the air. The coach's job is to get the most out of the player. Is, and you do that two ways. You put them in the best possible position to have success. And number two, you ask them to do, perform at the level you believe they can achieve. Not where they are, not where right. they're comfortable. You take them to a level where it's uncomfortable and you ask them to reach there. And any player worth their salt will tell you that's what they want. It's, it's not always pleasant. It's not fun, especially depending on the personality of the coach, as you know, some of them. <laughs> aren't as well, nice as others, but that's what you want. That's what coaching's about. 
Well, it's funny you say that because I was really fortunate in my career to learn the quarterback position from Bill Walsh. And the way he taught it was that you do it the right way every single time. So when I watch a quarterback, that's the way I think about it. I don't, and obviously it's the first performance, but that's, that should not be totally relevant because it's being coached, it's being taught, and you want to go out there and you want to see not only the quarterback, everybody, but obviously we're going to talk quarterbacks and Trevor Lawrence. Um, you want to see it done right all the time. So if you'd like to do that, I, I certainly could. Yeah, so great. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I mean, as you look at Trevor Lawrence, I mean, obviously – I know you watch a lot of film, you know, of these guys in college leading up to the NFL draft, and you watch a ton of pro uh, games and break that down with your responsibilities. Give us a breakdown of what you saw and, and do it in the light of what you were expecting. We know it's the first preseason game, but yeah. as you said, do you know, you got to do it right all the time if you want to be great. Yeah, I thought where he was really good was there were some spot throws to the outside. He hit um, – uh, Jones, I think for 10 yards on third and nine, I think that was the first series. Yep, yep. It was a, it was a 10 yard out. That was a spot throw. That's more of an execution throw than a read throw. Um, he also hit a spot throw, uh, another time in, in the game. I think probably say he only what played two series. Was it? Yeah, that's right. Yep. 15 yeah. plays. I think you're probably thinking yeah. on these, uh, the, uh, the one to man hurts on the, uh, on the, uh, uh, sit route, just, um, yeah, the there, there were um, there were two spot throws that they he showed a strong sense of timing because those are throws I remember working you know with Ron Jaworski for years and years one of my best friends and he would tell me that there were certain throws that based on the timing of the drop and and the throw that he could throw blindfolded because they're spot throws they're timing throws and I thought Lawrence for a rookie quarterback really did a good job with those that was that was a real positive. Um, he talked about, and I know what you said, Tony, about the O-line. The first sack was on Lawrence, the first play of the game. He was slow to eliminate and isolate. Um, the read was to the left side. He stayed focused on slot receiver Jones far too long. He had Chenault open on the inbreaker to the read side. The Browns were had a five-man rush. They played cover one. The throw should have been to Chenault. He just stayed on Jones too long. First play, probably to be expected. But, again, something now to teach and to work on. Greg Cousseau with us from NFL Films and ESPN's NFL Matchup. Yeah, for a rookie quarterback, having that uh, that clock in your head of, you know, when to get rid of this thing, not to hold it too long, how, much, how long does that take for a quarterback to figure that out, Greg? Well, there's reasons, JP, why quarterbacks hold it too long. Sometimes it's truly because – the coverage wins. For instance, the second sack came on a shot play out of 12 personnel, one back, two tight ends. It was conventional play action with Lawrence under center. It was mirrored crosses by Jones and Johnson. It was seven-man pass pro, which tells you it's a shot play. They're looking to get him on a deep drop. They want to throw the ball down the field. An ATN released late into the flat. The Browns took it away with cover three. There was no throw to be made. Yeah. Now, could you sit here and say you could throw it into the flat? Maybe, but there was truly no throw to be made. Um, another play that I think is, is something you really want to work on, and by the way, this is very common with young quarterbacks. It was the third and four play that ended the first possession where he threw it to uh, Chenault on the slot out route, uh, and it was incomplete, obviously, because they punted. 
he drifted into the pressure. He drifted fr- instead of staying on the midline and giving himself an opportunity to make a clean throw. Trevor drifted to his left, right behind, I guess it was Cam Robinson, the left tackle, and he created his own pressure. So he made it a more difficult throw than it was. Now, Antonio will understand this because someone will probably say Cam Johnson didn't do a good job, but Trevor drifted into him and it made it tougher for, for Cam Robinson to, to make the block. Yeah, Cam, it wasn't Cam's fault there. You're exactly right, Greg. There was a little bit of a soft pocket by yep. Juwan Taylor on the right side. And so and Trevor felt that and started drifting back backwards into the left. If he would have right. stepped up and took it about two shuffles to the left, there was a, there was space there where he could have sat there for an extra click and then be able to throw the ball with his feet set. And that's what – and those are things – and he even mentioned it. i got to be better in the pocket. Yeah. And yep. that's what you see young quarterbacks do all the time. They go backwards instead of forwards. Heck, Patrick Mahomes still does it, but he has such a special arm he gets away with it somehow. He backs up to 15 yards and just throws it up. I have no idea how he gets away with it. Not, a offensive tackle's nightmare. Um, but the ones who are consistently great, are they, they move forward. They climb the pocket. You make a great point because don't forget, too, Lawrence was not under pressure very often in college. Um, he might have been under what I consider pressure. Everybody has their different sense of pressure, but I think of pressure in, in terms of the NFL, and I know, Tony, you would agree with this. You know, uh, he wasn't really under pressure more than 35 or 40 pass attempts at Clemson this past year. True pressure. So he has to get used to working out of a noisy, muddied pocket where there are people around him, but that's not really pressure by NFL standards. And you make a great point. The 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 response to that, if you're not used to it, is to drift either sideways or backwards. And you cannot drift backwards in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned Mahomes. You know, you have to put that aside. He's just a different cat, and he can make these throws that a lot of people can't. But you cannot move backwards versus pressure in the NFL. Greg, you know, you it's a great point and interesting and you talked about the first play that was the sack fumble, and that, you know, he held it a little bit long, stayed on Marvin Jones Jr., should have got the Chenault. But you know the positive for me on that play was? He stood there tall in the pocket. Now, he yeah. fumbled it, he, but he stood there. He wasn't getting nervous as it got crowded in there, and he was yeah. still looking down the field. He just didn't find the right person and didn't get off. But at least, and you've seen this, and this is what always worries me, is in that situation, eyes go down, you start getting happy feet, you're looking for an exit. <laughs> And he didn't. I actually didn't like the sack fumble as an offensive lineman. Wouldn't have liked it. But I appreciate it in the evaluation. Here's a guy standing tall and is not getting nervous when everything's collapsing. Yeah, and I think that's a really good point because a lot of young quarterbacks and, – and, and let's think of it this way. While Trevor Lawrence has mobility and is a plus athlete for a man that size, when all said and done, guys, he's going to make his bones in this league as a pocket player. Yes, does he have the ability to get outside? Can you run some design run game stuff with him? You can, but he's ultimately going to be a pocket quarterback. And I think that's a great point. Instead of just immediately fleeing the pocket, which is a hard thing to teach a guy to stay in the pocket if he doesn't have that natural trait to begin with, that's a hard thing to teach. And Tony, you're right. He didn't look to leave the pocket at any point in this game. Greg Cosell with us from NFL Films, ESPN's NFL matchup as well. Uh, just going back to the college tape, Greg, I know you, you dug deep on this, uh, on all yeah. these quarterback prospects. 
How does his um, accuracy, arm strength, ability to push it down the field compare to, to some of the maybe the all-time guys in those departments? Is he right up there near the top, at least as a prospect? Well, let's – JP, let's take a step back for a minute here. I know that Trevor <laughs> came out with this idea that he was, you know, an all-timer to start. I, you know, I, I think he's a talented kid. He's a big kid. There's no problem with his arm strength. Does he have an absolute gun? I wouldn't say he has a gun, but there's no problem with his arm strength. I think one thing that stood out, and it, you didn't see it very often, but you asked me, you know, if he has any things that were concerning. Yes. And it showed up two years ago in, in playoff games and even this year in a playoff game is he's a little bit of a strider when he throws his, he's a body thrower and he steps into his throws. So the one thing that you want to see is how he handles himself when there's pressure up the middle in his face, because like I said, he's a step thrower. And at times in college, there were times that he struggled a bit. He'd hurry his mechanics and he would become a little scatter shot high. So again, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that's a weakness and he can't play, but that's just something that I think you need to be aware of, and that's based purely on tape study. Greg Cosell with us. How about a few other debuts this week in preseason week one? Josh Fields had a day for the Bears. Trey Lance had a long pass play, but he was 5 of 14. Zach Wilson got out there for the Jets. Mac Jones was uh, fairly efficient for the Patriots. Which of those guys do you think will have the most impact right away, Greg? Well, we know Zach Wilson's going to start. So uh, I don't think there's a question there. My guess is Justin Fields will as well. But Zach Wilson, I think, is in an offense that does fit what he brings to the table. It's really the 49ers offense because Mike LaFleur, who's Matt's brother and who's with the 49ers, he's bringing the Kyle Shanahan offense, which features a lot of designed movement. And you can see that Wilson is comfortable with play action boot. He's an easy thrower on the move. He's got light feet. Um, I think that this style of offense fits him well. So obviously there's other factors as to whether a quarterback succeeds or doesn't succeed. But I think that stylistically and, and structurally, the offense that he's in with the Jets fits him. If you look at all the guys, Greg, last question for me that JP just talked about. At some point this year, will all of them be starters in the NFL? Um, I mean, I'm sure Justin Fields will be sooner than later. Uh, I guess the Cam Newton situation would depend on how he plays because I think there'll be a running football team playing with a lot of two tight ends. Um, I think Trey Lance depends on Garoppolo because Lance, you know, he had that long touchdown, which was a play they love. They've run it in the regular season with great success over the last number of years. Um, but Lance was very unsettled. He needs to be more settled in the pocket. He needs to calm down a bit. He he threw the ball a little too hard on plays that require touch and pace. So we'll see. I, I would bet Garoppolo will end up starting, and then it will depend on how they do because the Niners have a good football team. Yeah. We always learn a lot when Greg Cosell is on our programs, and it's great to have you again. It's been a little bit. Appreciate you coming on today and give us some insight to Trevor Lawrence and some young quarterbacks. It's always good to see you, Greg. Thank you always you. get smarter when Greg <laughs> Cosell comes on the program. Thank you, sir. All right, guys, really appreciate that. Thanks so much. Give him a follow at Greg Cosell on Twitter, a good man. Let's come back. Plenty ahead. We'll uh, come back in a moment with Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. More offensive line talk with Tony Baselli.
Yes. Let's go. That's coming up. That was that was abrupt. Your social questions are coming up as well. Tony really loves those. Yes, my and favorite. And it's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. It may be football season, but pests are in full force here in Jacksonville. That's why you need Kingfish Pest Control's $99 knockdown treatment. Kingfish Pest Control will safely eliminate spiders, ants, roaches, and more for just $99, backed by their 100% customer satisfaction guarantee. Kingfish Pest Control is family-owned with thousands of A-plus customer reviews. They're hands down the best pest control company in Metro Jacksonville and a proud partner of your Jacksonville Jaguars. Let the pros tackle the pest in your home. Go to kingfishpest.com. That's kingfishpest.com. You expect Jags fans to say, Duval! You expect the beer stadium is going to be cold, the dogs will be hot, but what you don't expect is an airport hotel with a renovated inviting lobby, a cool bar, and crowded restaurant, or 10,000 square feet of space just waiting for your next family or business event. At the Crown Plaza Jacksonville Airport, you should always expect to be surprised. Book online or call 1-877-2-CROWN. That's 1-877-227-6963. Fans like you have been told that going all out is going too far. But fans like you know better. You're the kind of fan who loves the team as much as your pet. Who paints yourself for game days and dyes your pet's fur to match. You are a rare breed. You are a pet fanatic. Equal parts pet obsessed and diehard sports fan. At Pet Paradise, they're crazy about pets too. The official pet care provider of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Pet Paradise, it's a new day in pet care. Summer is the perfect time to update your home. It's the best savings of the year going on right now at Renewal by Anderson of Florida. Get 25% off replacement windows and patio doors. Plus, no money down, no payments, and no interest for 12 months. Find out more at rbafla.com. Renewal by Anderson, the official replacement window and door partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Offer expires August 31st. Restrictions apply. Minimum purchase of three windows or patio doors required. License number CGC1527613. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat. More cheese. More veggies. More quality. More taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash. Made fresh. Daly's. When Jaguars news breaks, you'll hear about it first on 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Cam was pretty solid. Uh, Jawan was a little, uh, we're working on some things today. He had a great training camp, so we're, we're good. He's just got to, uh, did not play great to answer your question. Didn't play awful, didn't play great. AJ Cam played very solid. Gave a one of pressure, but he's, uh, He's been really solid all the way through. Linder didn't play much. Obviously, Norwell's got one more week out. But uh, Barch actually did okay in there. So 
we're developing that third guard, which we need, and the third tackle right now. Walker Little struggled, which he would playing low hands for some reason, and it was on him really fast, so he's got to get a lot of reps. We're counting on him, and he had a really good training camp, so we got to get him going. That's head coach Urban Meyer discussing the offensive line. Welcome back to Jaguars Happy Hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, Pete Prisco is out. He'll be, he'll be back with us in a couple of weeks. Our thanks to Greg Cosell, a great insight at the quarterback position on uh, Trevor Lawrence's debut Saturday night and a few other names around the NFL. Time now for Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. So we're going to keep it real as we discuss the offensive line. We heard from Urban Meyer there. That was this morning. And our first chance to catch up with the head coach uh, since Saturday and his performance. So the question is, Cam Robinson left tackle. Jawan Taylor right tackle. Walker Little. You heard the head coach Urban Meyer right there say he didn't really play. He struggled, he said. Would you start giving little reps with the first team at some point, and when would that be? And would you at all? Yeah, I'm less worried about giving him reps with the first team. I, I, I definitely would want him out there. Um, like it would be a great opportunity against the Saints. Go get, go get some uh, real defensive end work. <laughs> and not that he has it in practice, I'm saying, but he didn't see real NFL defensive ends. I mean, he saw guys who might be backups or practice squad guys, you know, for the Browns because they were playing their down the long That's guys. That's right, yep. I mean, you're going to be on Monday Night Football. You know the Saints are going to play their front-line guys. I'd get him reps against those guys. Um, let him go taste it because he has a ton of ability, and Urban's right. He did not have a great game. Now, the funny thing is it's not like he got beat and got the quarterback killed. It was just his technique was terrible. His hands were awful. He still got guys blocked, but it was just yeah, It was not... ugly, though. It was all over him, <laughs> and I think what Urban's saying is a good player would have given him trouble, a lot of trouble. Um. I, th- I agree with him on A.J. Can. A.J. Can's a good player. Linder didn't play a lot. I agree with that. Um, I think he's um, – I'll give him the benefit. I'll agree with him from the standpoint of what he's seen in Jawan Taylor because he's watched a lot more than I have during camp. But I would agree with him on the assessment of how Jawan played in the game. Not great. Um, what did he say about Cam? He thought Cam played really well. He thought he played well, yeah. yeah I thought he played fine. Yeah. I, I mean, it wasn't dominating or anything. Right. Um, he played fine. I mean, I would agree with that. So, yeah. But Walker Little, I want to get him reps. I want to put pressure on Jawan Taylor and Cam Robinson. And I want to see – and Walker needs – he needs reps. It's – I'm going to circle all the way back to what I said yeah. at the beginning about who plays, how much they play. Travis Lawrence needs Trevor La- Trevor Tra- Tra- La- Travis? Trevor Lawrence. He's a long-lost brother. I was going to – ET. I got ahead of myself with ETN. <laughs> Uh, Trevor Lawrence needs reps. ETN needs reps. Tyson Campbell needs reps. Walker Little needs reps. They're rookies. If you're going to count on them and you're going to expect production out of them this year to help you win games, they need reps. You can't give them enough. And I love the fact that Urban kept Walker Little at left tackle for three quarters. He was out there a long time. It's good for him. Long time. Now give. I want to see him get some reps. You know, with that first unit against the the top, uh, you know, the top rushers from the Saints. I mean, Walker was one of the the top. Uh, uh, he was actually the guy who played the most plays 
On all, 49 plays. Well, 73% of the plays Ooh, he was wow. out there. That's 49 plays. You know, in the regular season, he's going to play 60, 70. I understand that. I'm just saying in that in the, that's how no, much he played. Saturday I agree. Night. But my point is he needs reps. I mean. He hasn't played in two years. No. and He's going to be fine. He'll be good. So, I think Urban was – I think Urban's assessment um, was was a fair one. I think he was pretty honest there, which he typically is with the players. Yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. All right. There you have it. That's Keeping It Real, presented by Woodbridge by Robert Mondavi. Open up a winner today. Real Ingredients, award-winning wine by Robert Mondavi. When does the Woodbridge case come in for us? I, I have yet to see one – in the office. I thought the Woodbridge, I thought this. Maybe the, it's not getting past the mailroom. I don't know why. This I, Mondavi yeah. segment, Woodbridge segment, we are going to pour a glass of red for you and I and sip on the red as we talk to, in front of the fireplace about our. As we answer social questions. And muse, yeah. and muse about our feelings about the football team. Uh, well, that would be uh, quite an evening. Uh, I look forward to that at some point, Tony. Is that allowed, Joe? No, I don't think it is. Is there like, is in all seriousness, because, you know, obviously everyone, I'm joking. Um, is there, well, I, I, I'm, maybe it depends on the answer to this next question, uh, whether I'm joking or not. Is there like some FTC rule that you're not allowed to uh, have alcohol? FTC, what does FTC stand for, Tony? Or FCT, what's the, what's the FCC, federal? FCC, Federal Communications FCC. Commission. I, well, I thought there was a T in there, sorry. There is not a what T. What are you saying? Exactly, Ashlyn, <laughs> thank you. FCC, is there some, Joe, is there yes. an FCC regulation you're not allowed to have consume alcohol on the air? Joe Fortunato. I, from what I understand, you cannot, yeah, put uh, alcohol to your lips. That's a really, that's a rule. Yeah. How often? They teach is, that in school that well, you I didn't, didn't go, go to. to. I know. I yeah. to you ever see a beer right. commercial? They don't really drink, drink it. beer. They right. get close. Now, on podcasts, they do, though. That's not over the air. Well, they do. What do you mean it's not It's over not there? over the air, like literally over the air. When I download it, it comes through the air to my it's phone. It's not a broadcast transmission. That's what they do. Okay. Because so I was, I'm curious. I didn't know, you know, because in Major League. Uh, yeah, it's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> What's his <laughs> right? name? Harry Doyle. And, no, no. Yeah. The, uh, the uh, Major League Joe. The announcer. Uh Who's the announcer? The, who's the announcer? Harry Doyle was his name in the movie, and it's uh, Bob Euchre. Bob Euchre. That's what I couldn't think about. Bob Euchre broke open a bottle of bourbon on the air. So it's a movie, bro- Tony. I'm just saying. I'm just saying as well. So you're saying I like it. So let's cancel my idea about having this a is glass really, of re- a red wine. Well, I mean, I like the idea, but well, I don't think we'll rules. be able to I'm execute. Not, I, I'm, not a, I'm not a rule breaker, JP. No, we, we follow straight, straight and narrow. Whether That's what the, we do. Whether it's the FCC or the FTC, I don't want to break either. Law and order every time. That's us. We're back in a moment. Plenty ahead. Social questions right around the corner. Yes, secure the best seats at the best price. You can become a Jaguar season ticket member. Visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. 
Cheers. 80 proof Tito's handmade vodka distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Tito'sVodka.com. Hi, folks. Frank Franzi here to tell you where to find the most authentic Southern pit barbecue in all of Jacksonville. That's right, Bono's. For 72 years, Bono's has been smoking real pit barbecue right here on the First Coast. Smoked for hours, served in minutes, and always cut to order. You can find Bono's locations all around town and on game day at TIAA Bank Field. Bono's is the official barbecue of the Jacksonville Jaguars. If you want great barbecue, head to Bono's today. If you don't see a pit, it ain't legit. Healthcare coverage for less? Yes. Now, because of the new healthcare stimulus, you can get better benefits, more coverage, and pay less with a Florida Blue plan. Claim your savings today. Visit floridablue.com slash get covered now. Policies have limitations and exclusions. If you already had health insurance in 2021, speak with an agent to find out how changing plans could impact your deductibles and out-of-pocket maximums. Florida Blue and Health Options Incorporated, DBA Florida Blue, HMO, are independent licensees of the Blue Cross and Blue Shield Association. Jaguars fans are gearing up and saving big at Fanatics.com, the world's largest collection of officially licensed fan gear from all the leagues, teams, and Jaguars players you love. Shop the most trusted brands, exclusive designs by Fanatics, and autograph collectibles from today's biggest stars. Join Fanatics Rewards today and earn fan cash on every purchase. Shop now and get today's special offer. Fanatics.com, officially licensed everything. Scrubbing soon to a location near you. You know and love the Scrubble Stars at the Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. Now get ready for four new locations scrubbing soon this year, featuring Kernan, San Jose, Racetrack Road, and Oakleaf. Give your car the glitz and glam it deserves at the best car wash in town with free car prep, vacuums, window cleaner, and more. You can also catch us at every Jags home game and cool down at the Scrubby's Misting Arch. Drive in to see us now and in the future at our Scrubbing Soon locations. Scrubbles, trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville Sports Talk for Jacksonville sports fans. 1010XL, home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. You know, so much of the first game was, I mean, the conversation we had about only getting the series, only get 10 plays, and, uh, and I think it was a great learning lesson that, you know, it's called a plan to win when you start the game and they go right down the field, kick a field goal, then we knock it out to the 18, I think it was 18 yard line. And the worst penalty in football is when you see that. But now your offense is backed up. And so just talking about how the, every drive counts and that's when you're only talking about 60 plays, three hours of football, that's a big change for a lot of players and coaches. You know, they get a couple of drives a half, you know, or in uh, college, you know, you're 80, 90 plays a lot of times. So every play's got to count. Every drive's got to count. Urban Meyer earlier today, and welcome back. Jaguars happy hour. J.P. Shadrick, Tony Baselli, no Pete Prisco tonight. And it's time for social media questions, Tony. It's your favorite time of each and every show where we dig into the mailbag. We put out the bat signal earlier today on social media 
And here are the best that we've come up Let's with. Let's rock and roll. My favorite segment. We've got a bunch of them tonight. Uh, number one tonight from at General of Duval. Should C.J. Henderson start week one? No idea. It's way too early. Um, I think he's been out, what, a total of three practices fully padded? Yes. Um, so let's give it some time. If Three straight, but going into the game Saturday. Yeah, no, and out there to, again today, which is great. I ho- he was he- reps with the ones today. It's a better team if CJ Henderson's your starting corner because he's a good football player. Mm-hmm. But you have to be available. Um, he's had some off the field issues. When I say issues, it's you know we're not sure what they are, but he's had some sort of health issues. Whether it's the betterment of like physical health, mental health, I have no idea. And by the way, it's none of my business. Or it's none of any of our business until. It does, you know, if he can't play, then they'll let us know why. But all I know is we're a better team with him out there, and he played well in the first preseason game. He showed his, his ability. He had the one missed tackle, but he hasn't had that many reps out there. I'm not overly concerned with that. Had a couple pass breakups. Yeah. Um, I like our secondary. If he's starting at one corner, you got Shaquille Griffin at the other, and you have Tyson Campbell as your nickel. Pretty good I feel trio. pretty good right there. Pretty athletic, pretty fast. Let's see how the rest of camp and the preseason goes with him. Uh, next yeah, question early from though. at S Boston twenty five eighty seven. Could Tony see pushing Taylor inside to right guard since analysts had him doing better there because of his power instead of footwork? Pushing Cam to right tackle and putting Walker at left tackle since he was literally like a wall Saturday night. I think at most I saw him get pushed three to four steps back. That's a long so series long, of thoughts. Yeah. So one Walker Little is a big man in physical. But we talked about he has a lot of work to do. I do think he ultimately can be a start, will be a starting tackle here, with left or right, because um, he has that kind of talent. He's athletic, he's powerful, he's a naturally big man. Um, I'm not sure why you would move um, Jawan Taylor into right guard when maybe the guy who played the best football of any of your offensive linemen last year was uh, AJ Can. Yeah. And AJ Can, everyone's going to pay attention to the first play, where if the ball's out on time, it's late pressure. Ball was held, end up getting a sack. Um, offensive line is always going to get blamed for it, even if it's not completely their fault. Go watch the rest of the game. Every play from that, he was pretty much physically dominating. He was very good last year. A.J. Can's one of your best offensive linemen, so no, I'm not moving Juwan Taylor inside to take A.J. Can's job. Yeah, you're, they, they want to start Makes flipping people zero, all left to right, up and no, down. Like, what, no. are, what are we doing? Now, if you wanted to move Cam to right tackle and go compete with Juwan Taylor because you wanted to walk a little, possibly later this year, Walker Little's got to get better. When he's, he's ready right for now, that. He's, he's not, not ready. Be- he's not better than Cam at left tackle at this point. Today. Right this second. He's not. Not based on what we saw on the tape. Not could, based- he, could, he, could he be better at right than Jawan right I now? Know, I don't know. Tell me when I see it. Okay. I mean, all you can go by is the tape. Not what we want, not what you hope, yeah. not your based on your bias or your feelings or either, what I did last year. Either you did or you didn't. Like either like so if I watch the tape, Cam performed better than Walker Little. Okay, Cam should play. Next question from at the underscore Jags fan six one five. On D, how did the run fits look on tape? We all believe it will be crucial to stop the run, not only this year, but every year. Hashtag go Jags. You know what? You're right. It is crucial to stop the run, not only this so year, but every I, year. If I were to get Jags fan 615 on the phone, or the underscore Jags fan 615 on the phone, mm-hmm. and asked him to give me the definition of a run fit, what does he? What, what does that mean? I know what it means, but I'm saying, do, do, do you think he knows what a run? Like, JP, if I asked you. I mean, you, what if that's actually, you know, like uh, the linebacker coach chiming Maybe it is. Like, if I were to ask you, JP, give me a description of run fits. 
the way I understand it, it's fitting the gaps up front, yeah, right? So, so you, everybody has a gap to fill. Yep. So if you're a one, if you're a one gap defense, it's so if I'm the one technique and my responsibility is the front side a gap, I'm run fitting into that gap. If it's a two gap defense, it's different because now I'm reading the man and I'm playing two gaps. Very simple. So okay. Thank you. Um, overall, run fits. Um, I did. I'll be honest with you. I didn't study the defense that closely. Where I watched like every single play. Yeah. And watched the. the I watched individual play more than anything. Um, this, um, for this first preseason game, typically the way I watch the preseason is watched individuals. Less about scheme, um, more individual. I thought Devon Hamilton very good. I thought um, Dwan Smoot played a solid game. Malcolm Brown flashed, had some good plays, got in the backfield. Um, I mean, the uh, Browns ran Robert, 12 times for 15 yards in the first yeah, half. Uh, Robertson, Robertson, uh, Roy Robertson Harris. Robertson Harris. Um, I, like I want to learn his name. Robert He's start. Robinson Harris. Roy Robertson Harris. I know. I'm just calling him by his last name, just like I called Brown by his last name. <laughs> and like I called Hamilton by his last name. He happens to have two last names. Robertson Harris. It's hyphenated, but sure. Well, he has double last names, right? Go ahead. So does it count just as one if it's hyphenated? That's a great question. It's all one word. If it's hyphenated, it's one it's word. It's one yeah. name. Robinson yeah. Harris. Robertson. That's what I Not said. Robinson. No, I said Roberts. Robertson. Okay, go ahead. Robertson. We know who you're talking about. Okay, so do you say it then? Roy Robertson Harris. Robertson Harris. Thank you. That's what I said the first time. Good job. You're, you know, you're really being well, way to go. mean-spirited. I wish we had Pete back here. Robertson Harris um, was good and solid and physical and big. Um, none of the guys I mentioned are great pass rushers by means. Dwan Smith's probably the best of them. I thought Chase on some good run, you know, did good pass rushing. Uh, Josh Allen had some good pass rushes, but overall the run defense was very good. Which is what you want. That's yep. good. That was a good start. But now, then again, Brown's junior varsity was out there. Yes. No starters. None. Two best backs, not there. Top receivers, not there. Mm-hmm. Top tight end, not there. Starting line, not there. Quarterback, not there. You were playing the JV, second team. That should have been the keeping it real segment right there. But Keep we'll see. I mean, hey, you know, it's a good start, though. Good, yeah, you know, you'll a little positive. You play. That's it. Hey, they ran them out there. So, next question from at J Hopkins BGS. Question for you, JP. It seemed oh, to uh, me when you interviewed Urban after the game that he was more upset about losing preseason than other head coaches have been midseason. Did it come across that way to you? Great show. Uh, no. I think. <laughs> He was upset. negative, Ghost Rider. The pattern is full. Thank you. I think that he was frustrated with some of those situations we heard him talk about. The the holding on the kickoff return and the field position was not great. And they didn't execute a couple times on that fourth and one play. It didn't work out. And I think he said going into the game, you know, the results, you want to win the game, but there are more important things to a preseason game than the actual final score. Some other coaches would think differently on that that we've seen around here. Um, every coach midseason is going to have a much different idea of that than they do in the uh, preseason. So I'm not yeah, sure what you, that if was you, about. If you have a game like that, opening day against oh, Houston, that then his, yeah, his, not good. I think he'll share his That post-game interview would be interesting. I'll say that. Good luck. I'd rather not. Let's, yeah. let's, let's hope it doesn't. Let's go ahead let's and win. Let's hope we win all 17. Yeah. I agree with that. Let's move along. Next question at Jags 1185. 
Thoughts on pass rush? I know it was the first preseason game, but should we be concerned with the lack of pass rush? Guys weren't getting enough pressure to affect quarterbacks and didn't seem to be getting home on blitzes, Tony. Oh, my goodness. Well, number one, the one thing that you said that was right, please don't panic. Um, if you want to look at pass rush, Josh Allen had very few reps. The couple he did, he, he had didn't. a good inside pass rush, got pressure. He didn't play hit. long at all. Um, so I like. Can't even get warmed up. Yep, and uh, Caleb on chase on had two really good pass rushes that stood out. Where he won. Allen um, played twelve snaps. Here's the way. thing, and how many of those were actually in pass rushing situations? Good point. You know, not many. Yeah. The ball was out quick. Case Keenum's a veteran. It was a lot of short passing. You know, hit hit the third step, hit the fifth step. It's out. It's hard to hit the quarterback when that's happening. And so um, I would not I'm, – I'm concerned about it overall for the season. Mm-hmm. Like where is the pass rush going to come? We talked about that last week with yep. Pete on this show. So there, I think Tried it's to a, add up sacks. I think stuff. it's a fair question to ask. What happened in the preseason game has zero impact on my being happy or sad or scared or optimistic about it. Doesn't change your feelings on anything. <laughs> not one bit. Okay. Uh, next question from at Destin Ray forty nine. Let's cut the team, sir. That's not a question. Yeah, that's a statement, and Pete's not here to do it for you, so I will not do that. The first cut is tomorrow. Deadline down to de- they're going to go from ninety to eighty five. See, I knew this. I had this argument, and you know what? If Frank and Jeff are listening right now, Joe, you were in the booth, and I said there's multiple cuts. Yeah, they one every week, cut here. every and Tuesday. What did they say, Joe? Put your mic on. Tell them what they said. <laughs> Tell me. I want you to say it. Say it. No, he doesn't remember. What they apparently. said is, no, it's all one cut. I'm That's like, no, incorrect. it's not. No, there's one every Tuesday. Logs, Frangy, don't ever question me again. I'm always right. It goes to 85 tomorrow. Next Tuesday, it goes from 85 to 80. And then, and then the next Tuesday, it's down to 53. Yes. With basically two weeks to the regular Thank season. You. I knew it. This and is that, a new And, it's and there's going to be 16 people available for the practice squad. Yes. Those, those rules are the same yeah, as last year. You can year. protect four? Yes. All that's like the that. same from last year. But the cut is different this year. Are any surprises on this first cut? I think on the first cut, there won't be many surprises, right? I mean, because well, at this point. Hear, the only team I heard is like in, like so like ridiculous. Tim Tebow just got, was getting killed on, on Twitter last night. Yeah, I mean, just I killed. I Not know. just in Jacksonville, like Nationally. All over the place. Um, but the interesting thing about t- Tim Tebow, to me, was not the miss blocks or any of that stuff. That happens in football, by the way. Mm-hmm. And he's a brand-new tight end. He's never and played the position They're paid before. also, yes. Huh? The, those other guys are paid across the line. And yeah. it just yeah. – So I, I can critique that. I can mm-hmm. walk through it. We've talked about it. Jeff and I have talked about it. There, there's a physicality that he needs to work on, so on and so forth. Like, I don't, like, it got too much. The, the memes, it was too yeah. much to me. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me the guy a break. Because I, I could literally go through Hall of Famers oh, yeah. tape and show similar things. embarrassing yeah, that's right. blocks. That's just not I – don't, I don't like stuff like that. Anyway. Um, anyways, the bigger thing I'd be concerned about, he, he was the only tight end that didn't play any special teams. None. Zero snaps. And typically, if you're going to be a down-the-line tight end or that move tight end slash fullback – you are playing on special teams because you're not going to be kept if you otherwise. And so I'm not saying he's going to be a first cut, but that was surprising to me, JP, that he Zero. was not because Zero you would snap. think if his plan, if your plan was to have Tim Tebow on this roster as your fourth or fifth tight end, 
or a fourth, fifth tight end slash fullback, um, which we've seen him run in practice, mm-hmm. um, that he would be on special teams. And so that was uh, that was like the light went off. I'm like, ooh, this is interesting. Because you got other guys, you know, going ten reps on special teams. That's the the high watermark. Go on look Saturday at every night. other tight Seven, end. Eight. I mean, a bunch of tight ends. Wrong. Luke Farrell had eight snaps on special teams. Go down the tight end list. Man hurts. I saw out there for uh, kickoff return. Let's see, Farrell had eight. Uh, Davis had five snaps on special okay. teams. Two of the tight ends. O'Shaughnessy had two snaps on special Starting teams. Ellison end. had six. Man hurts had one. Starting everybody tight else, end. but Man hurts is the starter, and he had a, uh, everybody else had at least one. And and he was on kickoff return because I remember seeing him, mm-hmm. and he's a starter. I was shocked that Tebow got no reps. I would be concerned if I was. Um, a player who was trying to make this roster on the down at the bottom of the roster, which Tim Tebow is clearly trying to do. He's not going to be the starter. He's not going to be the second. He's not a dynamic pass catcher. That's not his role. He they they've been moving him a move tight end block, you know, in the fullback at fullback position. If that was my role, and I'm not on any special teams, I'd start looking around, going, um, hey, I can cover kicks, raise my hand, hey, I can block, like, <laughs> punt blocks, something. Like, what do you right. want me to do, coach? Yeah. Coach, put yeah. me in, like, because you have to contribute there if you're going to make this roster. So, um, I just bring that up because cuts are coming tomorrow. Yes, five. I'm not saying he's getting cut. Um, I have no idea who's getting cut. Um, Urban nor Trent called me, giving asking me my, for my they opinion. They didn't. No, I'm shocked. They should. I mean, I know they're new and all, guys, but uh, Tony's on the wall. You Don't they know. understand that yeah. it has to go through me? I mean, like, just ask you. <laughs> You'll tell them. By the way, no one in the history of this franchise has ever called me and asked me <laughs> <laughs> who they got. Uh, I so, have plenty of opinions every year. I was a player or not, but they, right. no one asked me. And I, I'm, I'm also curious. You know, Urban touched on it a little bit today. The effort that all these guys put through. I, it's got to be about the first time he's had to cut guy. I mean, he's probably oh, he's run people off. Yeah, don't get but, me wrong. Come on, oh, the guys have gone through off season and training camp, and his first time to have to sit it, down not, across it, the desk and cut hard. five guys. It's hard, you know. It's not Doug hated it. Well, everyone hates it. I've yeah. had to fire people in my uh, prof- in my yeah. professional career before, and it's miserable. It's yeah. no fun. You don't want to do that. No one wants to do that, especially when someone's worked hard and given you everything they mm-hmm. got, and you still have to tell them sorry. That's why it's different than running a guy off at college because, you know, right. Urban's he, had he bad – He deserves it. Right? Yeah, he's a bad guy. do bad things. Like, it's easy. Like, just get out. You're like, I'm tired We're of you. We've given you four chances. Yeah, it's enough. Here, right? But when you are doing everything the coaches ask and you're working your tail off and you're just not good enough and you as the individual have to tell that guy that, mm-hmm. not fun. Uh, for one final social media question from at Jacob Reinhardt, too. All right, Tony, which do you like being on better – Colin Cowherd or Jaguars Happy Hour, and he submitted a photo of you on television with Cowherd today. I'm a I'm a I'm a loyal Jaguar.com. I don't think there's a better host in the nation on radio than JP. So I'll choose JP wow. every day of the week. How about that? Sorry, just that's, I appreciate that's, that's that. That's how I roll. That's that's uh, high praise. That's I appreciate I that. Colin's been at it for a long time. Colin's though, right? great. Love Colin. Yeah. Been on the show several times. I think he's one of the best radio people uh, in the business. What do you have to say about the Jacks? What, what he does, before I get that, what yeah. he does is remarkable to me. He literally carries a three or four hour show seven days or five days a week by himself yeah. with guests. Like, you yeah. know how hard it is just to talk into a yeah. mic for three straight hours? Him and Jim Rome. It's like, what, what in the it world? It is unreal. Yeah. I mean, it's not easy. Um, and so I think he's one of the best. Um, 
What do you have to say about the but Jaguars? But I still choose to be with you, JP. That's uh, very nice, Tony. Thank you. Just asking about it was a lot of Trevor. It was. It, let, me, let me give you the gist of the interview, which is most. Which is the national. This is stuff. what people want to know that's nationally. Right. Yeah. Tell me about Urban. How's it going with Urban? Tell me about Trevor. How's it going with Trevor? I mean, that's the. Yeah. And then he asked me a question about Gardner Minshew if I thought he was a starting quarterback or not in the NFL. What'd you say? Um, I said on a team that wants to contend for a championship and for the uh, playoffs, I do not think he's a star. I don't think he's a franchise quarterback. That's my opinion. Um, I said that last year. Um, I think is is he a guy that if you are looking for a transition, can he start and win you some football games? Sure. Could he be like a Ryan Fitzpatrick type of player? Sure. In time, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, he. I, mean, I don't not think immediately. But no, but time. I don't. I don't think he's a. If I'm building a franchise, he's not my starting quarterback. There you have like it. If, I mean, if you're trying to go win a championship, I mean, nothing against him. I love the competitiveness. I love his, like, work hard, grit, all those things. But if you're asking me honestly, like, I think he's a good, really good backup if you, if you have a franchise quarterback that can come in and win games when the guy's out until he gets back. If you're transitioning, looking for that in between before, until you find the guy. Okay. If I'm trying to win a championship, am I building my team around um, Gardner? I'm not. Others might. Social questions are in the book. Thank you for the submissions today. We'll do it again in a couple weeks when we're back on Mondays. We're back in a moment with our final thoughts and a look around the National Football League. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Hi, I'm Tito Beveridge, founder and master distiller at Tito's Handmade Vodka. In 1997, we became the first micro distillery in the state of Texas, and we're still making the same smooth stuff after all these years. We're still cooking in a pot still, working with our dogs by our sides, having fun and tasting batches, and I'm still wearing the same hat even after all these years. Head over to titosvodka.com to learn more about what else we're doing the same. Cheers. 80 proof Tito's Handmade Vodka, distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. titosvodka.com. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. In America, the future belongs to everyone. So we built the SUVs of the future for everyone, like Ford Escape, Edge, or Explorer, all named 2021 IIHS top safety picks with specific headlights. One of the many reasons why Ford has the freshest lineup of SUVs in America, because the SUVs of the future aren't built for a few, they're built for America. Ford SUVs, drive one today. When equipped with available LED headlamps based on AutoSource Incorporated data obtained on 10 520. At most sandwich places, asking for more of something is just part of the drill. But what if you never had to ask for more? What if more was just a given? At Daly's, more is what our sandwiches are built on. More meat, more cheese, more veggies, more quality, more taste. All for a price that's anything but more. Sandwiches from Dash, made fresh, Daly's. Your family isn't like anyone else's. Your home shouldn't be either. At DreamFinders Homes, you can build the home of your dreams. 
in one of their 30-plus communities in Northeast Florida. Choose from luxury single-family homes or maintenance-free townhomes from the 200s. DreamFinder specializes in homes built to fit your lifestyle. To find out more, call 904-738-0165 or visit DreamFindersHomes.com. Jaguars fans, here's a great way to pay with pride wherever you go. Exclusively from TIAA Bank, the Jacksonville Jaguars Visa Debit Card comes with a fierce look and fantastic features, along with the convenience to make purchases online or at millions of locations worldwide. And it's yours, free, when you open a Yield Pledge checking account. Order yours today. Visit TIAABank.com slash JagsCard. TIAA Bank is a division of TIAA, FSB, member FDIC, and the official bank of the Jacksonville Jaguars. The station that the Jaguars listen to, 1010XL. Home of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on a Monday. You almost said Thursday. Almost said Thursday, but I didn't. J.P. Shadrick, that's Tony Baselli. No Pete Prisco. He'll be back Woo! with us in a couple of weeks. What Cheers. A I can, there, Claps in the background. There are people buzzing about this show tonight, Tony. Award-winning, highest ratings ever. I'm going to tell you, this one is right up there. Almost as good as the one when you were gone in London. <laughs> I know, well, I know your dad prefers when Pete's gone <laughs> more than me. I know that for a fact. I got inside sources that Mr. Shadrick <laughs> prefers the Baselli Shadrick show. I mean, who doesn't really? Yeah, I mean, if you don't, then there's you know maybe there's something wrong. With now, it. for everyone next week, you're gonna have to just. I mean, the good news is we'll be playing the Saints. You can listen to the broadcast on the radio. Public tailgate show, four o'clock, four or five o'clock. o'clock. I'm pre- sorry, five, I keep saying it's an eight o'clock kick. Eight o'clock here. Three hours there, before yeah. is five o'clock. And so we'll I was be, told there would be no math tonight. A lot of uh, pregame stuff will be on it, but unfortunately, there will be no Monday night show next weekend. Um, due to contract mm. issues, I will not be here on Tuesday. <laughs> You're not coming in to do the the uh, the backup show? No, <laughs> doing a backup. Why show. not? Joe said I didn't have to. Joe oh said my it was goodness. When Joe negotiated my contract, he said no Tuesdays, only Mondays. That's it, huh? <laughs> Very stern. He was an agent. Hard I didn't line. know he was a hard line <laughs> representative. <laughs> I think That's the other something. reason is because I don't think we have any airtime Tuesday. <laughs> I we could I mean create it if we needed to. I think that's possible. No, Monday nights. So we'll be back in two weeks from now. Yes. The Monday Night Show. Now, of course, now this week, coming up Wednesday, it's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks Wednesday afternoon, oh. 4 o'clock on Jaguars.com. I'll tell you, one of the best additions we made, it was last year, and he had a role, and his role's expanding, it was Bucky Brooks. Bucky Brooks, if you've ever not, if you ever seen him, former teammate of mine, if you ever saw him, if you ever get a chance to see him on NFL Network, I believe it is. It is. Um, I get confused with all the different stations. He is really good. And he does a great job. And the addition of him to our team has been a great one. I know he, if you watched, uh, if, if you were unfortunate enough not to hear the radio on uh, <laughs> Saturday night, which I know that was much listened for everybody to listen to Jeff and I, um, I'm, uh, I'm sure him, I know him and uh, Brian Sexton did a great job doing the TV yeah, Bucky broadcast. Was, Bucky was great. He is, uh, well, he's, he's a he pro. Was great. He's, he is so, he's so good. And, and so what's this Wednesday show? I mean, it's uh, we used to call it Happy Hour. It's Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. We made that the podcast in the offseason, okay. called it Huddle Up because it was Wednesday yep. midweek kind of thing, you know, and we put it out in the morning. Uh, so it wasn't Happy Hour at 9 a.m. last I checked, most places. So is it a so, morning show still? No, it's going to be in the afternoon. We're going to call it Huddle Up with Bucky Brooks. And what time Brooks. is that going? It's Wednesdays, 4 o'clock. 4 to 5? Jaguars.com, 4 to 5. 
Four to five. So, Bucky, good luck. Try to get to second place because you're never going to get the first place. There's only one first place on this network, and that's the Monday night show. Without Baselli, because the Prisco one when you were in London is number one. That's not This is a close second, real close. First of all, let's let's be clear. The name of this show is Baselli Shadrick and sometimes Pete (laughs) Prisco. You're at the top of the marquee, huh? Okay. <laughs> Come on, JP. Is there any <laughs> doubt about that? I don't know, man. I don't know. But no, but uh, and man, then uh, and then Thursday we have uh, coaches show Jaguars happy hour, which I'll be two joining, hours yep. of, and also I'll be joining uh, weeks. I'm on the road doing Thursday night football. We'll I'll be listening in. Some. That'll be joining. Um, no, we have a great lineup. The team does great. I'm looking for this is Jags drive time in the morning. Oh, it's great. There's so much, and I'm not self promoting here. All seriousness, Bucky coming on is great. Jeff obviously always does a great job. JP Ashland, you got Brian Sexton, you know Joe making the whole uh, engine run. So you left out Osher. Osher, um, he joined us tonight. I did forget about him. So, anyways, good stuff. And, and the hope is, and we saw you know a, sh- a snippet mm. on Saturday night of this Jaguar team. Um, some good, some bad, some ugly, you know, probably I, I found, you know, it was interesting because going into the game and going into camp, there was so much excitement because of urban and Trevor and, and to the point, cause it, it happened back in what February or end of January, we hired urban Woo, excitement, had the first overall pick free agency. Okay. Not as much excitement as maybe as usual. Cause it wasn't the Big, big splash guy, but a good player, Shaquille Griffin. and uh, oh, They spent a lot of free agency money. They yeah, had, a lot those, of money. It was a big but, deal. You know, but they didn't get, like, everyone wanted, like, John U. Smith or Hunter Henry. Yeah, or, you tight know, ends whatever. and all that stuff. Yeah. But anyways, excitement. Then the draft comes. Mm-hmm. Lawrence, ETN. Yep. Woo! Yep. Excitement. Yep. And it just, you have OTAs and, all, and, and, like, there's this fever pitch. And I think people were like, we are super, like, we're in the Super Bowl. Like, we are Ready. Here yeah. we go. Domination. Depending on who you ask. Yeah. Yes. You, I mean, and I felt it, which is good. That's what you want as fans. But then you got into the preseason game, and all of a sudden you're playing the Browns backups. <laughs> it doesn't go so well. I think that's good from this standpoint. Hey, little like we have work to do. That doesn't mean we're not going to be a good team. That doesn't mean Urban wasn't – I mean, Urban's great. Trevor's great. we got all these great players. But it's the reality check is that we have a – this is a – What's the old saying? Rome wasn't built in a day. That's what they said. Brick it's, by brick. Brick by brick. It's a process. You have to lay a foundation. You have to do the hard work. You have to get into the details. You need the reps. You need to get on the same page. And it's going to take a process. It's going to take time. Um, and so everyone just take a deep breath. Don't panic. It's okay. It wasn't great. Some good stuff. Some bad stuff. Some ugly stuff. But don't panic. It'll be okay. As long as we keep on getting the arrow pointed in the right direction – so that this thing hits a um, crescendo come Houston when we kick it off for real. Because that's what matters. Everything, all you're trying to do is get the building blocks in place where you can put your best foot forward and have your best performance when you play Houston. And then you know what you do after that? Then you start building again and try to have your best performance whoever we play the next week. Denver Broncos. Denver Broncos. How much do you charge an hour for these sessions, Tony? I should charge. I'm thinking about opening a website. Self-help with this Baselli. is Tony Baselli. I'm listening. I <laughs> think <laughs> Steel Fraser's line, right? <laughs> You're helping a lot of people right now, Tony. But you know, I'm, I mean, do you, you. Di- do you disagree? Yeah, it's the first preseason yeah, game. It's, it's a whole new, the whole thing's new. Yeah, it's all good. Uh, you got a month to the regular season. 
And then that's when it really met. Now, like we said earlier, if that happens week one in Houston, okay, alarm bells might ring a little bit. But yep, uh, right. you got a month until all that goes down. A couple of quick NFL notes. Uh, Cam Newton or Mac Jones, who's going to start in New England, Tony? I think Cam starts the opening day. I think by the end of the year, Mac Jones is your starter. Seahawks made a final offer to fifth-year safety Jamal Adams. Will he play in Seattle yes. or will he sit? He'll play. Andy, Does it make sense to sit if you're an NFL player? Short career's too short. Earning and, power. Andy leaves. Dalton, the number one quarterback in Chicago. Fields needs more reps. Will he be the uh, starter at some point sooner? Uh, before the season ends, uh, Fields will be a starter. Uh, Dalton will start the season. They have a good football team, good defense there. There's our look around the NFL. That's how we roll. Because we had our session with Tony Baselli to calm everybody calm down. Calm everyone down. Take a deep breath. Pete will be back with us in a couple of weeks. We're off next Monday because of Monday Night Football. The Jags and the Saints coming up. Uh, great show, Tony. Appreciate Thank you, it. JP. Thanks to John Osier. Thanks to Greg Cosell, Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber, Trent Padilla. I'm JP Shadrick. And we will catch you next time. It's Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.